listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. We're recording this just about in the middle of October of 2019, the change of seasons and the change of focus that people have uh, for the different types of fish that they're going after and that sort of thing. Today, we've got a real special guest out of the uh, U.S. Northeast. His name is George Shower. And uh, George, do we have you on the line? Well, hey, Ted, thank you very much for having us on today. How are you doing today? You know, I'm doing great. How about you, man? Oh, just wonderful. It's absolutely beautiful up here in the, the Pocono region of uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, leaves are starting to change. Weather's cooling down, and it's uh, really fishing season here. That's awesome. That's a beautiful time of year where you are at. The, 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 like you were saying, the leaves are changing, and, and uh, it, uh, it's just a fun time to be around up there, isn't it? Yeah, if the guys aren't out hunting, they're out fishing, that's for sure. Right, right, exactly. Well, George, how in the world did you ever get to be known as the Pocono Outdoor Guy? I'm, I'm interested in hearing that part of your life. Well, it's a long story, but I guess, you know, uh, fishing has just always been a part of my life. I just cannot remember a time in my life where I wasn't on a boat or had a ride in my hand, uh, even as a young kid. And uh, as I got older, I just always got more and more involved in it. Uh, I was actually a tackle manufacturer for a number of years uh, until I had some kids and had to kind of make a choice between working a full-time job, raising kids, or, you know, doing a part-time business. So I kind of gave up the the tackle manufacturing. But I was always – I just cannot remember a time where I wasn't involved in, in, in fishing. And it's, it's something I enjoyed growing up with. Uh, my brother, uh, my brother Chris, we grew up by the Delaware River. Yeah. And we used to go out there, you know, nights catfishing and stuff like that. Just just a good time growing up. It was always something we, we did together. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Well, it, it sounds like you have a history like, uh, like most of us that have caught this fishing bug, that it started at a young <laughs> age and just sort of developed over time. Yeah, it just never goes away. And I think that's one of the things as you get older, too, you, you kind of get um, a little more fine-tuned. You find a niche that you you like to fish. I mean, some guys love to hit the salt. Some guys like to hit the freshwater. There's the mm-hmm. fly fishermen. I know you're big into the drift boats. Uh, it's, you know, there's these little niches that everybody can get into and really fine-tune their craft, so to speak. Exactly. Exactly. So, George, just to let people know, you uh... – you are uh, involved in the industry in sort of a very unique way right now. Your your plans are, I, I believe you were saying that you're, you're planning this next year to become a uh, fishing guide, um, but uh, you're working another full-time job, but then you're also doing a lot of video work for the industry. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I'm kind of got a lot of irons in the fire, but it, it's just something I really love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the past several years, I've, I've had a YouTube channel. Uh, we just show all kinds of fishing, you know, the waste catch thing. It's kind of educational, but we have fun doing it as well. Yeah. And um, that that's kind of really taken off. Uh, just to go back, that, that kind of started out as just kind of a, a personal vlog, so to speak. I would always ask my brother, I'd say, hey, Chris, come on up and catch fish. The, the stripers are biting in the lake. 
and he came out and we wouldn't catch nothing. He thought I was like, just following him. I said, there's no fish here. So right. I, I would go out by myself the following week. I load up on fish and he would be, okay, you're just pulling my leg now. So I started recording them and making little YouTube videos just to, to fund my brother. So speak. And yeah. much to my surprise, people started following it and subscribing. I'm like, you gotta be kidding. This is just something I'm doing for fun. Uh-huh. So I kind of changed my format just out of, I don't know, just for fun, so to speak, and kind of formatted it similar to like a fishing show. Right. And even more people started following it. I said, well, well, this is kind of fun, you know. And as I went through a couple of years of it, I started getting sponsors. People, you know, companies want to say, hey, would you mind, you know, you know, sponsoring, our, you know, with our product? We'll, we'll give you product. Would you, you know, work with us? And I thought, well, this is really interesting. So it's just really amazing the way things snowball. And that wasn't the intention when I first got into it but uh right now we have a couple of uh really good sponsors um if i can mention them deeper sonars a european company um they make some uh, one of the best portable castable sonars and we represent them also a a company called tony maja products it's basically a saltwater company but they make a lot of products for fresh for striper too and that's Mm -hmm. what we're really big into we we represent um Tony Baja products as well. So it's really interesting that as you just do things that start out as a little hobby on the side, they really snowball and progress. And maybe that's just because uh, the passion we have for what we do, maybe right. that comes through. Right, right. Oh, absolutely. It does. And particularly in your work, I mean, you, you are really talented when it comes to getting the right shots and, and editing videos and, and you've got a great, uh, great uh, uh, look and voice for uh, a YouTube channel. I mean, you've got it all going, um, but uh, it sounded, it sounds like, like with, with many people out there that have started their own YouTube channels, it started sort of from a humble beginning and, and not looking at, uh, or not looking to um, uh, put on a channel that uh, is monetized and becomes a business, but it's really transformed for you, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you very much for the compliment. Um, but yeah, it has. And it's just, it got to the point where uh, earlier this year, I was able to reach the, the Mark's uh, YouTube sets up for monetization. So we've just recently turned that on to help, you know, help subsidize because there is a lot of effort and cost that goes into uh, developing uh-huh. a channel like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be darned. Well, it, uh, well, that's cool. So, you know, for our listeners, uh, George, we, we have a lot of people that uh, are just fishermen that come and listen to uh, the, uh, to the Fish on Ted podcast. We also have quite a following of guides and charters. And, you know, on a day-to-day basis, it seems like two or three people a week approach me and they go, Ted, we, you know, we, should we be setting up a YouTube channel and, and asking me about, the, about that? Because it, it's becoming a, 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 a very powerful medium for people to promote their businesses and if somebody does not have a channel but does have a a, a charter business or a guide business what uh, what do you suggest to them oh well it's i'll tell you it's absolutely fantastic medium to get you know your, your business across i mean just think about it you can have a website or even a facebook page with some static pictures of you know some great catches and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but look at the message you can get across uh, with someone using video in, in something like that. Even if it's not high quality, you can show people getting hooked up on big fish or, you know, Mm -hmm. just the excitement, the drama building up that the message is so powerful with video versus a static picture. You Mm -hmm. can really drive, 
you know, traffic to your, to your site, especially a guy, because anybody put a few pictures up, but if you can put like a 15 minute video together of an experience that you, you come with us, you know, let me guide you on a trip and here's what you're in for. And you can show the whole thing from launching in the morning, the, the beautiful scenery, you know, uh, whether you're on a drift boat and fly casting for some salmon or whatever, and then the build up and the hookup and then the battle, and then finally getting that fish aboard and everybody celebrating. That's a pretty powerful message you can get across that people are thinking about doing business with you. Absolutely. So whether you're doing it on your own, just putting a little, you know, even with a GoPro, if you have something simple, you can just communicate what you're about on YouTube. I, I think that's so powerful, and I think that's a tool that you should really use. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, and, and you bring up a good point there, uh, or it, in, in regards to conversation, is that you don't necessarily have to start out with some real expensive gear, do you? No, you don't. Uh, as I said, we've done some stuff just starting out, too, just, just with a GoPro as well. And I mean, I've since grown and bought some, you know, very expensive equipment, but uh, you, you don't need to have that if you're just trying to get, um, uh, you know, brief message across about what you're about. Uh, obviously, you get something that's a little more professionally produced and polished, it's going to help you more. But getting something out there where you, potential customers can see what you're about, I think is just so powerful. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, um, you and I were talking just before we started recording. I went on your uh, YouTube channel, the, the Pocono Outdoors Guy, and uh, was looking at a number of the videos that you've done. I, I think you've done, what, now 53 in the last couple of years? Yeah, there's 53 up. Yeah. Yeah, formidable. I yep. mean, that, that, that's awesome, man. Um, but the, the, the video that really stood out to me yesterday as, as we talked was Josh, your uh, partner in crime, and he was out fishing for, what, tiger muskie? Uh, ice fishing for yep. tiger muskie? Yep, ice and, fishing for tigers, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, was a, it was like a really compelling video. You know, there was kind of a storyline to it, and, and Josh is a very, very good fisherman, but a kind of a comical guy also, and uh, it just captivated me. And the, oh, most, the most amazing thing was that earlier today, you said, you know, Ted, that was all shot on, uh, on a GoPro and Josh did it himself. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it, uh, the quality of your work was amazing. And it was done on a, what, a couple hundred dollar camera. Yeah, it's, I think that was actually like a GoPro for the time was a, uh, a road microphone so we got at least got good audio that's really important but so much of what makes a good video is not just shooting it but it's also the production after um, which really make, tells the story you piece it together uh, obviously when you're shooting all day like that there's you're, you're going to pick and choose which segments you do to, to tell the story because that's what your, the whole thing is to tell a story mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's all the production value yeah, absolutely you know and, and YouTube seems to be the formidable platform out there but there are others that are gaining a little bit of credibility and a little bit of steam as competition to them um for somebody just starting out and posting their first few videos what do you suggest in regards to the platform that they use george well i think that youtube's without doubt the best because you can go to others but there's a fee for that generally for right. hosting some things so i mean youtube Depending, I mean, if you if you're very successful, we'll actually pay you. So 
So you got to look at it, you know, if you're going to monetize or how you want to approach it. But at least for YouTube, there's no cost. You just start a channel. And if, if you're good enough to either produce videos yourself or have them produced for you, you can really get that message across, across quickly. Mm-hmm. And also with the YouTube, you can embed them in a Facebook page or, you know, your own website. You can link back to a YouTube video. So it's, it's going to broadcast uh, around the world very quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in setting up that YouTube video, it, uh, it also has some very powerful SEO um, uh, or, or marketing functions to it. How it can be found on the web and tied into your other online assets that a lot of the other platforms are sort of struggling with right now. Well, well that's true. I mean, let's uh, looking at strictly a business thing. Google owns YouTube, so there's uh, there's a lot of SEO behind the scenes that's uh, just embedded right out the gate. Absolutely. They like to see their stuff used, don't they? Exactly. And they, they help each other. So uh, if you're putting stuff on YouTube, you've got the power of Google behind you, which is unbeatable, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not only do, does somebody need a, a, a camera when they get started, and the camera can be a, an iPhone, it can be a GoPro, it can be a number of things because of the, the, of the progression of electronics and how good they become in the video world. But what other tools do they need, George, to be able to uh, start launching and, and uh, getting some traction on some of the videos they're putting on, on YouTube? Well, it depends on what, uh, what you're looking for personally. And I, I know guys that uh, you said even an iPhone. Well, they'll just take little clippets on an iPhone really with no other editing except piecing them together, and that's their video. Right. It depends on how much work you want to put into the production behind that. Uh, and as you know, you got to be careful with music and copyright materials once you start putting them up as well. So, oh, yeah. you know, you can either use a, a music library from YouTube or I have a, a subscription to a, a service that I, 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 I use where I can get, a, I mean, tens of thousands of music things because you don't want to get into copyright problems when you're producing you know, videos, especially for other people. Yeah. Um, and, and it's unlimited. I mean, it's just how far do you want to take it? How professional do you want it to look? And how deep is your pocketbook? Because a lot of the tools are, they're not cheap. You know, and mm-hmm. as you get better and better at this stuff, you always want to get better equipment, better cameras, better editing tools. So it's, uh, it's kind of like fishing, you know, it just never stops. <laughs> yes, yeah, so true. Yeah, so true. So in regards to like your video software and editing software and that sort of thing, what are you using now, George? Uh, I use a little bit of a, a couple things. I use Adobe and I also use uh, one called CyberLink. And uh-huh. um, I use a mismatch of different tools. There's, a, there's about a half a dozen different things I use to edit and do different clips and merge them all into a final production. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in, in regards to when you go out and, and you shoot um, for a day, do you have, have you written out some sort of script or a storyboard or a storyline that you try to follow, or is it more well, off, the, off the cuff? Well, it depends what we're going out to do. If we're just going out to do a fun video, uh, just as example, tomorrow we plan on going out doing some strike profession. I'm bringing camera gear. It's just we're going to record what happens to the day, and you know if we're successful, we'll have enough to put a nice little uh, video together. We try to do things a little educational, tell people how we're doing things and why, so they can duplicate success. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. There's no script at all. It's whatever happens during the day. Now, right. if we're doing a project for someone, um, I think you were looking to my channel. I did one for a uh, guide up on Lake Champlain 
uh, we kind of laid out a little bit what we're going to do ahead of time. So, you know, we said, look, we're going to do some drone work right up front. So we went out and, you know, on the way to where we're going to fish and, you know, did the drone work and got all the drone work out of the way. And mm-hmm. then, then we kind of set up a little, you know, what are we going to fish for? What points do we want to emphasize? And it's, that's a little bit scripted, but like anything in the outdoors, hunting, fishing, it's not catching. So you, you're, you kind of have to react to the situation and what's happening. That is, that so is very true. dynamic. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned uh, there that, that you use uh, drones in what you do. And that yeah, becomes yeah. An, a, a really popular technology. One, it sounds like it could be really expensive. And then two, I mean, there's, there's a skill set that comes with that, isn't there? Yeah, of course. I, um, like, like anything, the, the better tools you want to get, it's, there's a cost associated with that. And it does take some, uh, a learning curve to, to be able to fly these things. And mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, guts, I'm telling you, the first time I threw <laughs> that thing up and flew it over the water, I'm thinking, wow, if I mess up, there's a couple thousand dollars down the drain, you know? So <laughs> it gets you a little bit nervous the first time you get out there over water flying these things because they don't float. Mm-hmm. Put it that no, they don't float at all, do they? Uh, I, and, no, but, the, but you look at the, I'm sorry, Ken. Okay. No, go ahead, please. Uh, no, I say, but the, look at the technology shift. I mean, if you go back 20 years ago and they didn't have drones, you had to basically hire a helicopter or something if you wanted aerial photography. Right. Yeah, now you can basically do it with an amateur, you know, depending on your budget, uh, get some decent photography. And it's it's really unparalleled because the, the tools you have nowadays with the drones, they got built-in programming. They can follow, track, uh, pan around. It's just, it, it's really neat that they can, they can do these things and the picture quality is fantastic. You can get 4k video out of a few thousand dollar drone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, since you and I talked to here a couple of weeks ago, I've been exploring drones and um, I've just sort of be, uh, really become fascinated in that technology and what they can do. But really what fascinates me is, you know, they've got a, a lot of features to them that will keep you from crashing into trees and, and landing too hard. And it's, um, you know, it, it's amazing what has been built into these, such as the lift off button. And when, you know, maybe you, you run into a situation where, you know, you're flying this and, and you go, holy smokes, I'm, I'm real uncomfortable now. You can let go of the controller and it'll hover or you can hit the home button and it will elevate itself and come right back to where you're at. I mean, that's, that's huge when it comes to saving in, uh, um, in, in crash technology, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt. And um, my current drone has all those features there, and it's it's really priceless. Um, I had one I, I started with a few years before that that did not have all those features. And I can tell you firsthand, when they hit a tree, it's not a pretty thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A, a friend of mine took me out, I don't know, four or five years ago now, and uh, um, he had just gotten a new drone, and, and he was insistent that I would fly this thing. And I'm going, his name is George also. I'm going, George, I don't know if I'm, you know, if, if I'm the guy that needs to pilot this. And he, again, was very insistent. Absolutely you are. And so anyway, he gave me the controller and I sent the drone out and, you know, I was doing pretty well, pretty good. You know, you, you uh, uh, move the, the joystick, you know, to the right and it goes to the right or to the left and it goes right. to the left, pull it back and goes up. But darn, when you bring that thing back, it's all reversed. <laughs> and, right, uh, right. <laughs> it, 
<laughs> it me. takes I, a little I, bit I of learning. Right, yeah, I got it right close to George, and then I panicked, and I sent the drone right into him, and he ducked. He oh, got no. hit in the head, and then it hit the concrete, and our day was over. <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah. Absolutely so bad. But now you don't have to worry about that stuff. You panic. You just let go no. of everything. And it, and it corrects exactly. itself. It's crazy. Yeah. It is absolutely crazy. Yeah, even like you said, I mean, you can push a button, the thing will come home and land right next to you where it took off within about a foot. So, I mean, mm -hmm. the technology is just fantastic. But again, it, it beyond the navigation part, the, the, the cameras they have on there are really, really high quality cameras. So you can do some beautiful drone work um, that you never do years ago. Right. So for a whole new aspect to, to people that want to do professional videography, and what's what's cooler than if you're a guide and having a drone follow you get a beautiful profile shot of you going up river, or heading out into the lake, or even fighting a big fish off the back of a boat, you know, from the air, you know, to capture that story in your video. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I, I can envision using these and sending them off the back of a boat somewhere with that follow feature and keeping it out there, you know, 100 feet, just pointed to the back end of the boat where all of the rods are. And gosh, you know, exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, when, when, when those rods or one of those rods go off, you've captured everything, which is so hard to do. Exactly. Sitting in the back of the boat yeah. doing it yourself. I mean, it's just chaos, yeah. right? But, but the drone is <laughs> not in that it is. environment. Yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah, only on top of it, they got they got the flight times these things now. Some of them are about a half an hour. So uh, mm -hmm. I know years ago they were very limited, ten maybe fifteen minutes, and now they double that. So you can send this thing up and have it hover and watch you for a good half hour and record the whole time. Absolutely, absolutely. So so if somebody wants to have a video shot of them um, and and spend the day. Um, uh, you know, creating a video, but they don't want to go through all of this learning curve. That's sort of your niche right now, isn't it? Is that you'll go out with guides and, and charters and, and uh, you'll, uh, you'll become part of the crew for a day and, uh, and, and, and video their, uh, their experience on the water. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it turned into that again. It wasn't something that was originally intended, but uh, like you said, people like yourself, they seen the videos and go, well, that's pretty, pretty nice. And mm -hmm. we've had some guides just contact us and say, hey, could you come fish with me and film for the day? And it's, it's, it's turning into a, another part of the business, so to speak. Uh, mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's, it, it's worked out really good. I, again, a good example, if you go on YouTube and look at our Lake Champlain video, we had a, a great guide uh, by the name of uh, Matt Trombley at Third Alarm Charters. Uh, he said, you know, please come up and, you know, film with me. I'd love to have you out. And, and we said that that was a really good video. We had a lot of fun doing it. I got a few other clients that are interested that we're, we're lining up right now. Uh, mm -hmm. We've done some local stuff. So yeah, it's, um, that's something we're, we're happy to do and work with anybody that wants to, uh, you know, build their business as far as fishing. And we enjoy it too. I mean, I say I, I'm a fisher my entire life. So getting out fishing, even if I'm not fishing, but just filming it is exciting for me. Absolutely. And the advantage of using a service like yours is that, you know, you're, you're comfortable in front of the camera. And in the videos, that, a lot of the videos that I've seen of you, you sort of play the host in, in the video. And you direct the, you know, the conversations and you, you know, the, the, the direct the dialogue to what you feel would be a, 
a good experience for, for somebody watching these videos. And it takes away that nervousness, I think, that uh, a lot of people have. Oh, absolutely. And again, there's a couple different formats. It's just that um, I, I think Matt, we did the one up in Lake Champlain. He'd like that fishing show style format. And uh -huh. as you can see, Matt, Matt talks extremely well himself. So he is really not does. shy in front of a camera. So it, that worked out well. But if somebody is, we can certainly do like an interview uh, where we're leading them on and walking through the entire conversation. So there's nothing that they need to be nervous about. And and there's so much you can do in post-production. Uh, even if your, your, your live recording isn't good, we can do it in post. Um, we can show the action on, on the boat or the drift boat or the bank, whatever the guide is doing. We can really highlight the, the excitement and then talk to it either off camera. So there's, there's a lot of options depending on how you want to produce the video. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, if somebody wants to try video on their own, what is your suggestion in regards to you know, what they go out and shoot, um, you know, what, what, what sort of things will make them more comfortable with the equipment and with the experience so they, uh, you know, can, can get a fairly decent video on their own. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't try to go overboard. I mean, don't, you don't have to go out and spend, you know, $10,000 on equipment just to try your first video. Start slow. Uh, right. Like we like said, we, we, st we started doing things with just GoPros and, you know, mm -hmm. spent thousands after that. But you start out with a couple hundred hour camera. See if that's something right. you feel comfortable. But can you talk on camera? You'd be surprised when that red light comes on, how people suddenly just can't talk. You know, so it, it's kind of an interesting experience. Uh, but if you have somebody working with you and guiding you through, it's a little easier. But to try it yourself, um, don't plan on putting it on YouTube. Go out mm -hmm. and do a couple just for yourself. This way, yep. there's nobody going to say it. There's you make a mistake, it's so what. Get used to speaking on camera, uh, and then try editing yourself. There's a whole lot of options. There's some free software out there. Uh, if you're on Apple, I think they have iMovie. You can edit right. in most of your computers now have video editing software. Very basic, but mm -hmm. you can start piecing some things together. Just do it for yourself. Don't plan yeah. on make yeah. a promotional video right out of the gate. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that we've been recommending to people to get over those, those jitters, if you may, when they start, you know, as we suggest that uh, they, you know, they just grab their phone and figure out, a, you know, a, a tripod system to, to make it stable and that sort of thing. And we suggest that they record a what's in your tackle box video. And basically, it's right. just, um, you know, a, a, they open up the tackle box, uh, the, one of their tackle boxes, and they explain why they have certain lures and certain gear in it and that sort of thing. They're very comfortable talking about it because it, it's what they do all day. And it's just putting That's that great on idea. film. And, and uh, yeah. And you know, a lot of, we get, you get a lot of views on stuff like that because a lot of guys will go to a guide site and they'll, uh, uh, they, they always want to know what, what's the secret sauce. Well, this may be a way to look into that a little bit. And, um, you know, the longer that you keep somebody on your website, the more apt they are to contact you. And if you can watch, have them watch a three or five minute video of what's in your tackle box and they get to know you a little bit. And you know how that goes. You know, when you're when you're listening to someone's work um, over a over a period of time, you feel like you've got to know them and you just feel exactly. You know, and and the phone will ring just by doing you know short little videos like that. 
Yeah, you're going to build an audience just on that alone. And, I mean, that was a, that's a fantastic idea because, like you said, it's something they're very comfortable with. It's their tackle box. Who doesn't know what they got in their box and why? Uh, even on top of that, just simple things like a quick Facebook Live. If you're out, you're on the fish, just a quick 30-second, hey, uh, you know, we're out here on this lake catching X. It's a great day. Just get used to talking on camera and, and getting that comfort in front of a yeah. camera. Yeah. Boy, and more and more people are doing that up in your world. Uh, there's a gentleman up there by the name of Rick Pesci. Are you familiar with Rick? No, I'm not. He runs a charter called Dreams Come True on Lake Ontario. And I've subscribed to his uh, Facebook feeds. And he does a great job. It's a shout out to you, Rick, um, of, uh, you know, of hitting the, the, the Facebook Live um, when they hook up. And, you know, you can go on there a couple times a day while they're fishing and watch them reel in a fish. And there is no script. There is, <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's, sure. there, you know, it's all reactive. But gosh, that's what people want to see. You know, you're part of the, ba- you know, part of the crew in the boat, watching them bring in a fish, you know, right that second. That's pretty cool. And, and just to circle back, when we talked about why is video important to a guide, just what you said there, I subscribe to it because I like to see the action. You're not going to do that with a picture. You know, you get the feeling, you get to see the excitement, you get to, you know, see somebody huffing and puffing, pulling this big old salmon in. It's that, mm-hmm. that story that you can tell through video. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and seeing people's breath as they get excited, you know, and, and fumbling the pliers and somebody missing something in the net. I mean, that's all, that's what the fishing experience is all about. And uh, you it's get real be- life. Yeah, you get to be part of that, which is which is really really cool. And uh, as as I see this technology becoming easier and easier to use, um, it will become a bigger part of um, promoting you know your particular business, um, you know, as a guide or a charter. And and it's you know and it's something that lasts you know uh, forever. And you can create these big libraries of them. And those particular videos like you've seen that, uh, that go viral, that have almost a million views, you know, you sort of cameo those and, and leverage that. And uh, that, sure. that'll help you build your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I think that's just a progression of, you know, even before we had internet, you did pamphlets and then you had the internet, you could do a web page and now there's Facebook and media and YouTube. So it's just a progression as you go forward. It really is. It really is. So what's in the future for George? It, it, it sounds like you're going to be guiding what this next uh, 2020 season. Is that right? Yeah. Well, like I said, I have a couple irons in the fire. Uh, I'm going to continue on. We have a lot of uh, people interested in, in uh, us shooting video for them, other guides and stuff. So that part of the business is really progressing. And uh-huh. we're just looking to do you know, much more work with uh, people. We really enjoy that. Uh, locally, yes, I, w- I want to start guiding uh, next year myself. Uh, so that project's just getting started. I'm getting all my ducks in line. I got a uh, boat I've just purchased for that. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of uh, where we're heading. You know, just keep building my own channel, do work for other folks, and do a little guiding. So it's all wrapped around the fishing industry. That is so cool, man. That is so cool. Well, George, we thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to uh, get to know you and, and uh, uh, appreciate you bestowing your wisdom on us. If people want to contact you, 
to have you do a video for them or maybe talk to you, talk to you about some other projects that they're working on? How do they reach you? Uh, probably the best for initial contact would be, uh, first step would be an email. And you can reach me at PoconoGeorge at Outlook.com. And uh, we can get together from there and set up a phone call and, and talk about what you're looking for. Terrific. Well, we will put that also in the show notes and, and have that available for people. But uh, George, again, we appreciate you taking out and carving out uh, a piece of your day here for us. It's been very in, in, insightful and uh, you sound like you'd be a great guy to hang out with uh, for a day or two on the lake. <laughs> we'll have to plan that one, Ted. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> very good. Have a great weekend, George. All right. You too, Ted. Thank you.